0: Hello nerds, we're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now here's the thing, when we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing, there's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is gonna help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer. And that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's gonna make you look great, cause that's the thing, fitting clothes really does matter. You don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you. And with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you. So it is properly conforming to your size and shape, which is great, that's what you need. Now here's the thing, these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help. If you use gift code NERDSINLOVE at checkout, you will get $20 off your first custom shirt. Now again, these shirts do last a while, but we're gonna give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's gonna get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life. So check out propercloth.com, see what kind of shirts they have, and hopefully you can find one that will get you Farther in your dating life. With that said, let's get on with the show. Thanks for your time.
1: She won't get married because she's never been in love.
0: Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan.
1: And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off.
0: I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big.
1: I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run
0: off and get married and make babies. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, it's a overcast day, but uh, it's been so warm lately. I know mind. Like, it was actually a little cooler today, so. Oh. Yeah.
1: What's the uh, temperature? Uh, I think
0: it's around, like, 20 degrees Celsius, Oh, so now you gotta translate for me again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Google is <laughs> my friend too. Let's see. 20... That's around
1: sixty-eight Fahrenheit. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it's not too bad. People must be listening to this and going, "Here they go, talking about the weather again." <laughs> got people
0: like heather who's just like freaking out or uh taylor who's just like that's my email i always imagine. i don't want to like go i go ahead i'm just assuming i'd be curious if the listeners can email and let me know this but like i wonder if people are tuning in just like anxious to know if we answer their email because like i could say we get more emails than we answer 'Cause there's only so much you can mm-hmm. answer in an episode. But mm-hmm. I always wonder if people were just on the edge of their seat, like, I wonder if he's gonna answer my email this week. I probably would. I think so. I'd be kind so I, I kind of always in the back of my mind I'm always like, I should probably answer some emails before people like start like, you know, throwing their chair out a window or something like that, or I don't know. Probably yeah, you probably don't, don't wanna do throw the chair out the window. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, you don't no. wanna
1: do that. Yeah, that's not
0: good. As a reminder, in case this wasn't (laughs) a a reminder enough, uh, this podcast is not a subject for mental health treatment. Uh, But yeah, let's get on to the emails here. First is from Henry. By the way, I just want to say, there's some great emails this week. I really like it. We have a good assortment of emails, some really challenging Mm -hmm. ones. It's great. Uh, But yeah, Henry's email is, nerds. I've been on three dates with this girl. She's amazing, but she keeps choosing short and frankly uninspired dates. First date was coffee. Second was coffee again and third was grabbing food from a food cart. I keep insisting that we do something else, like a movie or dinner at my place. I want some progress, obviously, and I feel stale, and this is already three dates in. Is there anything I can do? I don't want to be rude and ask her why she keeps choosing the same first date kind of date, but I would like to see progress. Henry.
1: You could not go out with her again. Yeah. That's one option. Yeah. I I said that um, there I to just ask her. I don't know how you would approach this, but maybe just, it's a money issue. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she feels uncomfortable with people spending money. Maybe she's interested, but not that interested. Yeah. Uh, again, like, yeah, we always go through this. We don't really know why she's doing what she's doing. Um, but I also picked up that you said you keep insisting that you do something else, and I'm wondering if maybe it's time to back off a little bit. Yeah. Because she hasn't bidden to your suggestions.
0: Yeah. I get the impression like maybe she's either committed to somebody else or mm-hmm. is dating a few other people and doesn't want to commit to you fully just yet. It's the impression mm-hmm. I get. Because this is kind of behavior for people like that where people are not wanting to, to commit because they've got maybe a few other people on the go. Um, mm-hmm. I would maybe, I would just, yeah, back off and see how, how she responds. I mean... Your, your approach right now, I don't want to say it's aggressive because I don't think it's really overly aggressive, but it is sort mm-hmm. of like you putting in more effort than probably need be. yeah I would take a step back and let her put in the effort. And uh, if she doesn't, then you have your answer and you can just move on. But
1: um,
0: mm-hmm. I wouldn't outright say just walk away. It um, sounds like you at least have enough of an interest in her that you would want to consider doing something. But I, I wouldn't waste too much of your time and energy if she's not willing to do the same. So
1: right yeah if you feel like you're expending much more energy than the other person then it's time to take a look at it and see yeah really reevaluate if this is worth your time and what you say
0: really kind of resonates like it's only three dates like this is not you right. know you haven't been dating for 15 years you know this is only three dates you shouldn't be facing this much resistance this early on so right right cool Did you want to read fiona's email
1: i will read fiona's Nerds, I've been living with my boyfriend for three months now. We recently started figuring out finances. Basically, we keep separate accounts, and we each delegate a bill. So I pay for rent. He pays for utilities, car payments, and internet. It works out to be about the same. $1,100 rent versus $150 utilities, $750 car payments, and $150 internet. He works in demolitions, so taking down buildings. It's good work, but it means he may not be working for a month waiting for a project, which is fine. He had been saving up to cover this before he met me. I'm making a considerable amount more than him, and I wasn't seemingly an issue, but then he was off for a month and it came time to pay the bills. He asked me to pay for the internet bill. I mean, I can, but I insist we keep the arrangement. Now he's pouting and complaining to all his friends that I'm quote unquote useless. I'm about to walk out the goddamn door. Even as I type this, I've been sleeping on the couch. I think this is over, but there would be some complications in the breakup. And honestly, I'd like to avoid that. Maybe it's petty of me, but I don't know. Is there anything, is there any salvaging this? Fiona. Fiona, I went through a range of emotions (laughs) reading your email. Because first I'm like, oh, that's great. You guys split your finances really well. Because you each have, you know, separate accounts. And you pay one bill and he pays another bill. And then I got to the point where, oh, that's good. He's good at money management because he's saving up. Uh, before he met you and to cover this because if you have variable money you know it's kind of a trick sometimes for people to figure out how to budget appropriately uh, and then I got to the part where it says that uh, I'm making several more amount of him he asked me to pay the internet bill I can but he says we keep the arrangement then I was feeling like well maybe you need to be a little more flexible on that that sometimes that happens that he'll cover you if you're short one month because it happens then I get to now he's paying complaining to all his friends I'm useless and that's where I slammed on the brakes so I'm wondering, how do you know that it's, that he calls you useless to his friends, Does friends report this back to you? Did he say, Oh, I told my friends that you're useless. Either way, that's a big red flag. That's my biggest concern is not even the the money issue is that he told his friends that you're useless. Now, again, I don't think you were there, so I'm not sure who's giving you that information. And keep in mind, I've seen cases where, you know, somebody's, the, a boyfriend's friend or girlfriend's friend was interested in you, so they've made it sound like the boyfriend or girlfriend said something bad about you. Um, so consider that. But uh, you should never have someone or put up with someone that calls you useless to their friends. But again, I'd wonder what the source was for that. Um, and then i got to you know there could be some complications of breakup we don't really know what the complications are but very rarely is there a breakup that's totally clean that does not have some type of complication or issue Uh, if you're hoping to have a a breakup where everything's smooth that and then you can be friends that rarely happens Um, Mm -hmm. so i would i don't again we don't know what the complications are if it's pets or kids we don't know um And is there any salvaging it? Again, you know, the useless thing. I'm just kind of stuck on that, that that is not an appropriate way to talk about your partner. And I'm wondering if if there's been other comments like that too. So I don't know. What do you think, Kurt? Yeah,
0: I guess like I, the whole like that kind of language. Yeah, it kind of bothers me. I kind of wonder if maybe he's just like, that's how he talks with his friends. Because sometimes people will do that. Not to say that's excusable behavior, but some people will Mm -hmm. just kind of like, Maybe, you know, maybe, like, in a joking way, but obviously there's no... Like, let their go. guard
1: down, kind of, with their buddies?
0: Yeah, or, like, just okay. be like, oh, yeah, they're ragging me or whatever. But then it's, like, you know... And I, I have friends that talk like this, but then they also love their partner dearly. So it's, like, I kind of thought at first, like, maybe it's that. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, what bothers me about this is, like, he's didn't offer some sort of, like, alternative. Like, hey, I'll pay for... I'll chip in 150 for the rent next month, or something like that. Like, typically, oh yeah, that's a good point. Typically, if you're going to ask for somebody to pay for something, you would ask for some sort of alternative arrangement. Like, hey, mm-hmm. can you pay for the internet this month? I'm a little short, but hey, next month when I'm working again, I'll pay you back the 150, or you know, put chip in the 150 to the rent, something like that. Um, right. Also, too, it seems weird that he's consistently been. Saving money and he seems to at least be frugal enough to do that, but he doesn't have $150 saved up. I mean, that kind of is concerning to me because, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I know everyone's financial situation is different, but you're telling me this guy doesn't have at least $150 in the piggy bank to pay for this? Like, that's, that's kind of concerning to me as well. Mm-hmm. Concerning that he shows that he, or he, apparently he saves his money, but he d- doesn't have that much saved up. I mean, Again, uh, obviously, everyone's going to be different, but everyone should have a nest egg just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. And it more is concerning to me that he didn't like that kind of like. It's weird that it sounds like he's financially responsible, that but then something like this tells me he's not.
1: Um, it doesn't fit the profile of yeah. someone that's financially responsible.
0: My guess is probably that he made a he probably spent that money on something, and now he's probably now he realizes he has to pay that bill too. And now he's in dire straits. It's my, my guess
1: based on mm-hmm. like, what I'm hearing. Cause I can see that's easy for that to happen.
0: Yeah. And that happens. Like sometimes you just go out mm-hmm. with your buddies. Maybe you spend more at a, like a ton of money at a bar or something. And then next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I'm short for this. Um, but either way, this doesn't all add up and it doesn't sound like he's being overly communicative about it. So I would just move on. I mean, this is this is a communication issue this isn't a finance issue, issue this is a communication issue and if you someone can't communicate with a partner then that's a problem so i think it's time right to-
1: and that goes for both people too yeah you know that that this is a 50 50 kind of thing yeah. but yeah i i mean i think i would actually look at this as almost in a weird way good that this happened because now you know what happens when you know so this is a very normal thing in relationships when somebody comes up short on paying for something And how do they respond to it? And it sounds like the way he responded was something that was not um, good with you. So, and again, uh, maybe some flexibility on your part that he'll probably cover you. But again, the whole useless part, I kind of checked out the useless part. But again, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, It could just be this is how you talk with your friends or you're just venting. Um, There's something about useless that again we don't even know if he really said it but yeah or maybe they're uh, paraphrasing or who knows like I, yeah I, Well, i just want to mention it's in quotes actually in our email just for everybody to yeah so uh and and again if he's saying something like well i told my friends list well that's a gaslighting technique and that's where you really want to cut and run mm-hmm. um so yeah there's something about this that uh, it's time to have a, a sit down talk and yeah, I mean, I could see where it's, it could be very possible for you to just kind of run up short on something because you had extra bill that month or whatever it is, medical costs. Because in the U.S., we don't have healthcare like you do in Canada. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm always jealous of your healthcare, by the way. But anyway, so um, it could be that they had a, a medical bill that, that came up. I don't know. But again, it's something that you're sleeping on the couch, so... And you're about to walk out the door so i'm wondering i'm wondering what's stopping you is it just the complications and the breakup the complications we don't know about because really that's if that's the only reason why you're staying then you've already got both feet out the door
0: yeah just go i mean whatever complications yeah. there are it might take you maybe like a month or two maybe more to like un- or sort that stuff out but i mean mm-hmm. it's better than being in a toxic relationship where right. there's, there's a lack of communication and financial issues that's mm-hmm. the more pressing problem, and that's going to be not only an impact for you now, but that would be an impact for you in the long run. So, right, yeah, time to time to move on. Unfortunately, it sucks because I don't think anybody likes. I don't. I think some people, not all, but some people treat um, these kind of things as like an admission of failure, but it's not. Like sometimes you just right. have to admit
1: that it just was not working out. So, right, and that sometimes it's just nobody's fault. Sometimes it just happens. Yep. And uh, And I always tell people, are you happier with the person or when you're without them?
0: Yep. Okay, let's uh, move on to Zachary's email here. Nerds, I, 21M, have been going on a few dates with this guy, 34M. He's really cool and reminds me a bit of Milo Ventimiglia in the Gilmore Girls revival. Yeah. So anyways, we have been on two dates. First date went fine. I went in for these intimacy tests that you all recommend, hands on the back, rubbing the shoulder, etc., and he was not cool with it so I figured back the f off second date we go to a movie and I swear to god it's just me him and some old ladies watching ma so there is no one watching us so I go to put my hand on his thigh and he says please no ugh seriously like he still wants dates but no physical intimacy at all I'm confused af which means as fuck so, just in case anyone didn't know, like I'm failing these intimacy tests, so that should mean no more dates. But here we are planning a third date. I'm so confused and frustrated. Please help
1: Zachary. So, Zachary, I, I just want to clarify for everybody the, the intimacy stuff we're talking about, it's more like intimacy signals yeah. um, than tests. Cause I, I think sometimes people confuse that with a shit test, which is, isn't that like where you like, you like push somebody away to see if they come back? It's like a manipulation thing, right? Well, I think it's Can't more like this. a.
0: I can see why they would call it a test because this is a test to see like how someone will respond to Okay yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like so that's you, like a hand on the back or Yeah, like if you put your hand on someone's back and they recoil, then you know that you don't want to proceed with yeah, I, I, I can see being called or... It's the same thing, basically, yeah. But right. I don't know, like I pardon me with this like's like, like maybe he it sounds like the couple times that you have done it it is semi-public and maybe he's just very anxious about doing it in public so maybe in right is he out i don't know if he's out or not yeah that could be part of it too because yeah they're yeah obviously two men so there's that to consider as well i would maybe try getting him in a more intimate setting and, and uh or even ask him you know but i would try maybe getting him in a more intimate setting first because to me it sounds like more like he maybe isn't comfortable with it in public uh, public displays of affection, you know, some people are okay with it, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. people who aren't. So, uh, understand that if somebody does, this, uh, doesn't want to be physically intimate with you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not interested. It might also just be that maybe it's a setting too. Like you know, if you're in the grocery store aisle and you just start groping your partner and they say, no, well, I mean, maybe they're, they, they like you, but maybe they just don't want to be groped in public or whatever. Right. So, and then there's
1: people are into that too. So it's just finding your right level of matching. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah try that and if uh it doesn't work in like in a more intimate setting then yeah i would just maybe ask more directly about it and see if there's anything holding him back but
1: yeah mm-hmm. any, any yep. thoughts Steph? i was also thinking about what size of town do you live in and again if he's not out and it, in the town you live in there's stigma with it um that's the other thing you really need to ask like who, who have you told and, you know, is this something, are you still kind of, you know, playing a straight game or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but uh, you know, where are you at as far as how people interpret you or what's what's your expression, your sexuality, I guess is the best way to say it. Because, um, yeah, it seemed, it seemed more like that was the first thing that popped out of the EDA, Public display of Affection, or it's just that he is not out yet so sounds like you have some good talking to do it sounds like it'll be a good conversation Yep. cool uh do you want to read heather's email sure nerds greetings from australia i love you all down here really missed alex he was great you're telling me that alex was one of the original hosts of the podcast yeah okay so yeah alex uh so i got this problem hoping you two can help my boyfriend got a job in colorado which was kind of weird. Like, why travel to a different continent for a job when you can work in Brisbane? And I think I said Brisbane right, Heather. Let me know if I didn't. Anyways, he said he didn't want to do long distance and I agreed, so we figured we were both single and when he gets back, we pick it up. Well, we were. I'm assuming that means that we were, they got back together. Yeah. Uh, thing is though, once he got back, he was distant, no kissing or intimacy of any kind. He's in back three weeks and he won't even spend the night. He has the same demeanor, but he, al- he always was, but it's just not sexual. So I researched a lodge he stayed at and worked at, and they say up there people are sexually promiscuous, and so I figured maybe he contracted something. So I figured the smart way would be to say that since we were apart for a while, we should get tested for STDs. He flat out says no. Now, I know this doesn't mean he has one, but I was shocked as he's usually so easygoing, but now seems happy to stick his heels in on this one. Should I write him a dear John and peace the hell out? Or am I overanalyzing this? Heather. Heather, I, I want to exercise caution whenever someone that you were in a relationship with says no to an STD test. Yeah. That's a concern. Um, that's just a common courtesy to your partner. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: also, I, I would assume that y'all were both seeing people because you had an agreement that you were no longer in a relationship when you when you traveled or when he went to the U.S. Um, and I want to know what website this is that you can find out what the pro- the promiscuity is of people at workplaces. <laughs> so i'm just kind of curious about that. On but anyway, right 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 promiscuity workplace so um it just sounds like it's not working out it sounds like more like you have a mate relationship than a romantic relationship uh and and for whatever reason it's just not working out maybe in time you guys will pick this back up and get together uh but if only one person is really in it it's not really a relationship and again it, it, that thing about not wanting to get tested especially after you guys have been apart for a while is a concern cuz then I was thinking well maybe it's because he doesn't want to get into it because he doesn't want to think about you dating other people but then again that doesn't make sense either because you guys broke up and again that's just a common courtesy that you get tested when you're when your partner brings it up so I don't know what do you think
0: yeah I think it's just uh really just boils down to like you obvi- this obviously is important to you uh, and this person is not willing to cooperate with you on this I mean And this is not you asking for something you know outrageous like this is just an sed test and this is actually like pretty common honestly like this should be something that you should be doing anyways not Mm -hmm. just in this scenario but just regularly anyways especially if you're being single um so yeah this this is really something like like, this would be, like, saying, like, hey, you should insure your car. And someone just being like, no, oh, I don't want to. And it's like, well, you kind of have to. Like, if you're dating somebody and you've you've been with other partners for a while, you need to be doing STD tests. Otherwise, you just, right. honestly, you run a lot of risk, right? So, I'm so like, just decided to, like, scratch at his post all of a sudden, Like a psycho. Anyways. Oh, okay. uh, oh I thought it got picked up, but. Listeners, let me know. Did you hear my cat being a jerk? Now he stopped because I mentioned. This <laughs> this anyways, um, he's
1: like, I just want to be heard.
0: <laughs> cat cast coming next month. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I don't know. I would, uh, I would just like maybe you know, I wouldn't maybe. I don't know if I would say, like, break up with him, like, final, but, like, maybe give it some time apart and see. Maybe he's just being stubborn about this. Maybe some time apart will give him some perspective and it might motivate him to actually do it. Uh, but I don't know. Even then, it's like, do you really want to try to, you know, get water from a rock? So, um, yeah. I oh, would that's a good there. analogy, yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good analogy. Might not even be worth it. I don't know. It's up to you if you think it's worth it, but if not, then Wait. just, move you know.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if maybe he still has a relationship with someone or he's feeling some guilt. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, someone's not working. And, and, you know, on the idea of the STD test, you know, if he is interested in having sex and he's not willing to submit to an STD test, I would really consider whether you really want to do that mm-hmm. uh, if he's not willing to get tested. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can wear a condom, but that doesn't cover everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, the fact that he's just kind of hemmed and hawed about it is curious
0: all right uh next email you're gonna read taylor taylor yeah nerds i'm a freelance writer (laughs) for my local newspaper and i go into the office to get some stuff done every so often While there, I noticed that there was a beautiful reporter, so I asked around to see if she was single. Makes sense to me. And she finds out. She asked a colleague to ask me questions. I know this because the colleague told me in private after. Anyways, it turned into a public shaming. There were a few people laughing. I was mocked in front of the entire staff after a while. Super embarrassing. I asked her if she asked a colleague to do this. She essentially admits she did, but thinks she did nothing wrong, which I obviously disagree obviously i'm not going to pursue her after all this well there's a group chat we all use and i guess there was a group i'm a part of but they didn't know and i saw the conversation they all had she's saying all these things about me like how i've always been in love with her how i follow her home and all this nonsense it's after this that i file my two weeks i really don't want to deal with this anymore and there there's other papers i can write for and it's not even my day job so it's not a huge loss I know you'll probably say I could do more legally. Frankly, it's not worth the effort for me. Now comes the real kicker. Two nights ago, she shows up at my door and confesses that she loves me. What the actual fuck? That's how he in the email the <laughs> way. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the email, but your delivery was excellent. I, I really tried to read it as he put it in. Seriously, what do I need to do here? This is beyond my sense of understanding. Taylor. Uh, Taylor, run, run, run yeah this person is manipulative both emotionally and
1: uh mentally so yeah just don't move on uh this is and also the part about like well um i know you're probably gonna say i can do more legally so you don't get to pick which uh advice we're gonna give or not (laughs) so i mean i don't know (laughs) but that's good for us to know where you're at so yeah i mean i understand
0: maybe it's you know sometimes i mean obviously if it gets to be like a situation where obviously you feel like you're at risk then yeah you need to go to the authorities but
1: right yeah but I, mean. I just want to say too i don't know if you're in the u.s but in the u.s my understanding is that asking someone out at work or asking if they're single is not harassment however um what she did can qualify as harassment and again i'm not an attorney but I wrote a chapter on gaslighting in the workplace and this is some of the stuff that goes on. People that are gaslighters will, and again, I don't know who this person is, um, but they will publicly shame their coworkers. Um, So, you know, I don't know if she's trolling you or she thinks she made a mistake. Either way, stay far away. Um, I was thinking, well, should you tell her to back off? Now, I don't know if she's visited you again, but I would say if she shows up again, you need to be pretty clear that this is not okay. Uh, and, yeah, you may need to talk to an attorney. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw that in there. She humiliating and harassed you. You should have nothing to do with her. And the, and the message I got from your email is kind of like, like, if you had said in your email that she came by and this is really weird I want her to stop, that would be one thing. But um, it's kind of like you're wondering if this, there's still some potential in there, maybe? Or, and I would say stay far, far away. And has she even apologized? I mean, I don't even know if you can apologize. Yeah. Is that... I mean she harassed you at work so and you have documentation we're doing it so yeah
0: Yeah, i i i would respect the fact that you say that there's not much more you want to do legally i mean if you don't want to then you don't want to i would obviously Mm -hmm. say if you feel like you're at risk or you know right it's going too far then yeah but i respect that if you don't want to like do more legally i completely understand and respect that but Mm -hmm. yeah um but she
1: keeps bugging you you may have to that's where i'm coming from (laughs) yeah i understand you not want to pursue work because you said work anyway and it was well and it's also for some people it can just be out
0: of stress that you know really mm. might not even be worth it for him right so mm. i'm trying to come at this like i understand you may not want to do anything legally i think you do need to be prepared that if she doesn't leave you alone that you know you may have to take that step of maybe contacting the authorities but obviously that really depends on how she um responds I don't think there's been anything here where you've sort of set that boundary and told her, like, do not contact me. So, obviously, that would be the big thing. It's just let her know, like, do not contact me. I don't Mm -hmm. want to talk to you. Do not, you know, harass me again. And leave it at that. If she, you know, continues to, then yeah. But, I mean, I think this person maybe has some issues. uh, Not in... Like I think maybe I don't know like I think you have to let her know what the boundaries are before you can really make this an issue because I don't think you've set those so it's really hard to say that it's entirely... like I definitely see a lot of fault here but I th- think part of it is too so you have to set those boundaries and let her know what she's not allowed to do and if she continues to bypass those and not respect those in yet yeah, then you got to move on to the next step but I think and I and I would say the ex- oh go ahead I would just say yeah first step is set those boundaries and make sure that she's aware <laughs> what you're permitting and not permitting her to do
1: and i would say the exception to that is if you feel like confronting her about it puts you anyway in danger then that's an exception to that but otherwise you should be able just to say hey this isn't okay but i think also sometimes it can be kind of in an odd way flattering when someone that has done you wrong comes back up and says i made a mistake or i love you because you know hey people like hearing good stuff about themselves but keep in mind the other stuff she did Now, this is not like she rejected you and now she's coming back. This is like she made a concerted effort to humiliate you at work. That's different. Yeah. So do not get lured in by that. All right. Uh, Do you want to read Mm -hmm. the last email this week from... Sure. Maddie says, Yep. I am probably your oldest listener at the age of 65. Actually, Maddie, you are not. I know someone that's even older than you that listens so you are not alone. I love podcasts including yours. My husband and I have been together 40 years. We have two children and three grandchildren. Our oldest child moved out and I was looking for retirement with my husband. One of his best friends, just lost my place. Oh, uh, where did I go? Oh, one of his best friends recently came out as homosexual. We support them coming out and have shown them nothing but love. My husband was always a bit ignorant on sexuality, gender identity, and all that. Well, he does a Google search frenzy and comes back to me telling me that he believes he's bisexual. I couldn't help but laugh. He's a sweet man and really supportive, but he's also very influenced. I ask him why he thinks he's bisexual. He says he's attracted to some men. I tell him that even straight, heterosexual men can find other men attractive, and that's not a sign of sexuality, or his sexuality. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying he wants to do a trial separation. I really don't want to deal with that bullshit at my age. If you do answer my email, I'd be grateful if you could... I'd be grateful if you could i will sit him down to listen at least with him being easily influenced to listen to what you have to say maddie maddie so um you're probably not gonna like the advice i give you because i don't know if you're having your down yeah. but um this is so if he's easily influenced so i tend to be somatic which means like if someone like my friend had an issue with bed bugs in the hotel and i started scratching <laughs> so, so that's like being in like that's a different thing going and researching about sexuality and realizing you're bisexual is different that and it seems like maybe you feel like he's going through a phase or that he's just easily influenced. There's a difference between finding out about bedbugs and feeling itchy because your person your friend's telling you that and then somebody's telling you that they're bisexual. Do you know what I mean? like there's different levels of influence. So I mean my guess is is that um, that he has been feeling this way for a while and your friend coming out. Uh, made him feel more comfortable that he could be himself. Uh, so um, it, it's a big change, especially after being with somebody for forty years. but the fact that he wants a trial separation sounds like he really means what he says that is not just influence. Um, you don't just kind of fall into this. It's something that that has probably, you know, it's been feelings that he's had for a while, maybe had a hard time identifying him or it was hard to come to terms with them. Uh, of course, we can't speak for him. But, you know, I would recommend going to counseling. It's just a big change. Uh, and counselors not only do couples therapy, they also help you have a healthy separation too and, and you know, divorce if you go that direction. So, so um, you know, I think you're going to be okay. I know it's probably shock. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reading the shock in your email. Uh, but I would also, you know, take this as he's making a vulnerable statement to you um and you know i'm sorry that this has happened after 40 years it must be kind of surprising to you um but this is probably who he has been and he was able luckily he was able to come to terms with that because of your friends so i know you're probably not feeling but um but he can be himself and i think being able to be transparent and be who you are is a pretty amazing thing so i don't know what do you think um
0: i guess at the end of the day like this your partner wants a trial separation I mean by resisting this and not Mm -hmm. you know giving them that you're just going to feed into a conflict and that's just going to make things worse um I mean regardless of what the outcome of that trial separation is um I would respect that yeah he wants a trial separation uh and you know just go from there and see what happens Uh, You know, whether you think that his, um, you know, claims of being bisexual are true or not, I mean, that's not your call to make. You just have to be respectful of the fact that he's now telling you, like, hey, I, I want to, you know... And uh, give this a try and see what happens. And who knows, he may come back and say, Well, I was wrong. Uh, and it sounds like perhaps from his history, maybe that might be the case. But either way, you want to respect him and at least make let him make that journey on his own. However, he ends up uh, where he ends up. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. I, right. Yeah, I, the whole trust separation, that sounds pretty serious to me. Yeah. This isn't a phase. Here we go, ending a 40-year marriage. Darn it, we're the worst. Just kidding. But, you know, I mean, it's. that's got to be really tough. And, I mean, I, and tough for him, too.
0: Because imagine, you guys have
1: have a life together. Well, I also oh, imagine, ahead. too, like, it, it's got to be hard
0: to, you know, talk to friends and family about this and, you know, bring it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very draining. And, you know, I also get the impression too that there was a lot of investment in this retirement period where you, mm-hmm. you figured that, you know, things would go a certain way. And part of me thinks a lot of the reaction to this is because you're not getting what you wanted out of your retirement plans. And that's unfortunate, but that's mm-hmm. just also how life can be sometimes. So,
1: right. And, and also there's a grieving period that happens, whether it's through separation or death. And you may experience some of that. That again, like Kurt says, you're losing the idea of what your retirement was going to be like together. And then there's a question of what do you do now when when your marriage is in a separation state? How long do you kind of process that? How long do you go out and start dating, if at all? Or do you do those both at the same time? So there's a lot of questions. I think a counselor could really help you work through those because that is a big life change and you are going to probably go through some grieving.
0: Mm hmm.
1: So, best of luck.
0: Um, cool. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Nerds in Love. Uh, as always, you can uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, 3 Angry Nerds You can also uh, find out more of Steph over at StephanieSarkis.com. You can find out more from me. Uh, over at 3 I'm also on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt, in case you want to follow my movie reviews or just general random thoughts. Not all of them are dating-related, some of them are just you know little goofball stuff, I say. It happens. Uh, with that said, oh, and read Gaslighting. That's the other thing, too. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for plugging my book. Yeah. Just in case you haven't read it already. Kurt read
0: and he gave it five stars yep it's a i saw that on your review thank you oh you're welcome uh, until next time listeners bye for now bye <laughs>